This podcast does use some rude language and explores adult themes. You've been warned. Welcome to Don't Be a Fuckwit, a self-help podcast for those who don't understand the widely accepted social norms. In recent years, we've witnessed the rise of the fuckwit. They've stepped out of the shadows and proudly presented themselves, making the world an infinitely worse place. But there is hope. This podcast will highlight examples of fuckwittery, raise awareness and aim to curb fuckwit behaviour, thereby making the world a better place for everyone. We also endeavour to better understand fuckwits and why they behave the way they do. To talk me through many examples of these individuals, my guest today... Singer, comedian, author, podcaster, broadcaster, social media guru, mother, athlete, <laughs> Amelia Rusciano. Oh, darling Leems, thanks for calling me Amelia. So you, nice. You, we first worked together about 20 years ago, Correct. nearly 20 years ago. Mm, it's true. Uh, on SAFM in Adelaide. Mm-hmm. You'd just come off Australian Idol. Yes. And we were so excited about you in Adelaide mm-hmm. because you were, I think, Oh, no, Guy Sebastian was season one. You were the South Australian representative in season two. Well, I am obviously born and bred Victorian and, yes. and I was living in South Australia at the time because my husband was working for Port Adelaide Power. That's right, yes. So, sure, claim me, have it. But, well, we were, certainly were at the two. You know radio's like, 100%. No, I, oh, yeah, I was introduced to you and, look, it was love at first sight, I have to say. It was. Yeah. And we, I... Was doing radio there and my co-host was off from time to time and you stepped into the studio. It was great. Yeah. Having no idea what I was doing, which is the real theme of my entire career. Yeah. I really have the flaps to just go, never done broadcast radio? Sure, I'll give it a go. Never done stand-up? Sure, I'll give it a go. Whatever. Well, you've fumbled together a pretty impressive (laughs) career, I've got to say. (laughs) Why not? You know. No, it's good. And the same with the singing. I did The Idol. Never sung in public. Go on a singing show. Is that right? You never sung in public before Idol? Because you, from memory, finished seventh, maybe? Ninth, okay. And should never have been there. I was there for the backstory and I cried a lot. (laughs) (laughs) See, you knew how reality TV worked long before. 100%. Where are the cameras? Tears. Tears. (laughs) You understood the tricks of the trade. Hey, and we did the Celebrity Grand Prix together as well. Oh, my goodness. Do you know that we are the last one they've ever had because we cost them so much money? (laughs) Yes. Legitimately. I was at the GP a couple of weeks ago, got COVID there, worth it, and I was talking to the the head of the Melbourne GP and he said, yeah, your year cost us over a million million dollars in cars. That was Andrew Westacott you would have been talking to, who's the head of the... Yes, it was. The GP, yes. Yeah, never again. Uh, I think we were driving Mazda 3s. Correct. And we smashed up nearly every single one of them. Day one at the track, I ran into Scafi as well. Scafi's we're all etched into his memory. He could name every celebrity <laughs> of our year because it was so traumatic for everyone looking yeah. after us. And day one, I remember Chris Tarrant, Collingwood footballer at the yes. time, or just X, rolled a car. <laughs> At the track out at the Thunderdome. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we were, we were just, I didn't, there were so many, di- I got taken off by a model, Jessica Gnomes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Gomes. Oh, Je- Jessica Gomes. Gomes. Gomes, yeah, yes. Yeah, she took me off the track. 
Yeah. It was wild. Vanessa Amorossi, hothead. Holly Valance. Holly Valance. Holly Valance. Hang on. Billionaire. Billionaire. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I'll tell you why I remember that. Because at the time I had no money. I was living with my parents. My marriage had split up. <laughs> and she dropped a Birkin bag, $35,000 worth, in the middle of us while Vanessa Amorossi and I were all at a bar somewhere. And she just, can you just look after this? And I said, to Vanessa, that's a $35,000 handbag. <laughs> we could take this now and run. <laughs> yeah. So you're a billionaire. And he is about to buy the Chelsea Football Club. Yes. Her... She would mix husband? them with some big names. Her husband, mm. Chris Hoy, remember him? Oh, yeah, uh, champion cyclist. UK's most decorated Olympian. He's Correct. won five gold medals. Yes, I still, me and his wife Sarah still tweet each other because uh, we became friends. There we go, yeah. Shane D'Elia, chef. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, Kate Peck. A model. Kate Peck yes. model as well. Massive rev head. Who was now, who was the, oh, I've drawn a blank on his name, McGregor, um... From Neighbours. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ryan, Rowan, Ryan. Um, uh, I was going to say Luke, but it's Scott. not Luke. Scott McGregor T-boned me. Oh, that's right. On about turn 17. And it yeah. was pretty, to get T, I've never been in a car accident before, fully T-boned. Mm. Like he was going flat out mm. right into the side of the car. Mm. And I was just there in shock. And you kind of hear the crowd go, oi. But, of course, we're driving so slow. It almost looks like a slow motion accident. I was so upset. I just kept mm. having scape in my ear going, slow down, slow down, <laughs> slow down. And hit the apex. Hit the apex, Em. I'm like, what is the apex? All right, go faster. <laughs> I don't know what an apex was, is. And the, famously, David Coulthard took me in a modified F2 and the yeah. project were there filming. And I got out and I spewed on camera. Oh, Perfect. <laughs> Because he's like, he's like, we're gonna go, we're going, and I'm like, okay, sure. And then it was just like, and it was like 320 k's down the straight. Yeah, yeah. And I spewed for for Australia. I spewed like oh. it was heckers. Yeah, I, I love the F1 though. I'm a massive F1 fan. It's pretty fun, isn't it? I got to do an the double two seater F1 car with David Coulthard. Yeah, that's it. The modified, that's yeah. the modified F1. Yes, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So we've been in the same car, same car with David we Coulthard must have done at the same time, which goes so fast. So fast. It's incredible. Yeah. The, I did it in 2015, I think it was, for the project. Story yeah, okay. for the project, oh, got it, got right? It, got it, so yeah. you would have done the same story a few yes, years earlier. Yes. And when I was offered the role, they, or the, you know, that gig, they said, you've got to be 90 kilos. And I said, yeah, yeah, no worries. And I went and weighed myself. I was 100 kilos, right? And it was 10 days away. So because I was on radio, I thought we'd do it as a radio challenge. So I called Shannon Ponton from The Biggest Loser. And you put, are so radio. Yeah, yeah. Like the fact that you had turned this into a stunt. <laughs> yeah, <lames>. totally. <laughs> Shannon Ponson. Shannon Ponson. <laughs> Shannon Ponson puts together a program for me, and I lost ten kilos what are you, in ten Kim days. Kim Kardashian going to the Met Gala. Yeah, I know. Papa Marilyn Monroe's I, frock. I would look great in Marilyn's dress too. <laughs> and did she have to undo the back of that dress yeah. to make it fit yeah. though? So she still lost eight kilograms, right? And she wore the dress only for the walk on the red carpet and then popped a replica on for the rest of right. the night. Why didn't she just wear the replica and eat carbs? Who's uh. going to know? <laughs> I'm not telling anyone. Yeah, this is Marilyn's dress. Who's going to dispute that? So she literally had to waddle up. She lost all this weight for, yeah. to wear and the back was open. Pete's old mate's probably spilling rum and coke on it. Like, this is an iconic dress from a woman who was harassed and harangued and should be deserved to rest in peace. Yeah. A Kardashian's popped it on. 
And like, then taking it off. It's wild. I'm so mad about the Marilyn Monroe dress. So you did the crash diet to be able to do the race. Same, same. It's the same thing. What I would have done if I was Kim Kardashian is when she put the replica on, deliberately spill red wine on it before she's told people. I can't believe Pete Davis didn't do that. He's a comedian. I would have just done that to her. Pretend to have a fight. The $6 million dress. (laughs) So I lost 10 kilos in 10 days. You did it. And I felt I didn't eat or drink water for the last 36 hours. Dear listener, very unhealthy. Very unhealthy. Don't do it. And I, But I made the weight and I weighed myself at home. I went down to the track with the cameraman from the project. We get there. I put the suit on. I meet David Coulthard. I'm feeling a bit wonky. I get in the car. We drive off. They didn't weigh me. Stop it. I could have just got in. I could have just got in at 100 kilos. <laughs> no, but there might have been a fiery wreck and then someone might have got your corpse out and weighed it and gone as him. <laughs> 101 kilos. That is 100 kilos. This is what kilo. happened. This is a 10 kilo crash. This guy was clearly not 90. So thank God you did it. I, and my my memoir would be called The 100 Kilo Corpse. <laughs> or your uh, punk band. Which one? Doesn't matter. Indeed. So, uh, yeah, we ruined the Celebrity Grand Prix. Apologies. Yeah, pretty much. So we, we, we always intertwine over the years. Absolutely. You and I. Yeah. Absolutely. Project uh, SAFM, yeah. Celebrity Grand Prix. Yeah. Various um, comedy Various specials. comedy yeah. specials, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it is a joy to have you here exactly. with me. You've got your own podcast studio I do. now. I do. For Emsolation. It's uh, not far from here, actually. And yeah. I've built my own little place, little leopard print palace. It's got a leopard great. print couch. I love it. I get to make what I want with the people I love for, for the people I love. So it's good. It must have been wildly satisfying walking in there mm-hmm. and saying, this is my space. Yeah. This is yeah, the- I mean, I took it. We, I literally have made it over completely in my – because you wouldn't be able to find anything like it. It looks like some kind of 70s pimp lair. It's incredible. You are. You walked in here today. You were looking very glamorous. I mean. You've got a like beautiful I'm, green suit on. Don't you think I look like a golfer? I wore it for you uh, look, you're a I, sport person. I didn't think golf, but, yeah, now that you mention yeah. it, you've got a, it has got a golfy yeah, vibe. I saw it in the cupboard. I'm like, Limo likes, he likes sport. Yeah, so yeah. I dress like a, like a PGA. It's good. You could a uh, bit of Rodney Dangerfield yes. out of Caddyshack. Yeah. <laughs> Or and Jackie Stewart from the Grand Prix. I look like him too. Um, <laughs> and you had a, and a, and a glamorous yellow jacket on over the top. Face. Yeah, I, I like a bit of fush, hon. Yeah, I, like, no, I know you do and like you do it well. Weird. No, it was great. The first time I sat down and was able to go, right, today we're spending half an hour talking about a man who grew a dick on his arm <laughs> and not one radio executive went, ah, pop, 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 pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah we can. Or this person's used a vibrator in an inappropriate manner and we need to we need to talk about vibrator, like etiquette. There was no one going, ha, pop, pop, pop. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Too many times you get uh, you hear the word no in commercial Mate. radio. I think the best was sitting at a table with four other blokes and I got pulled in because I'd been talking about my period too much. Yeah, uh, yes. And they're like, you just said it too many times on air today. Like, you just, we can't be saying it. So the next day I had a period counter. I even said the word clot. And I made my anchor <laughs> ding every time I used it. Just to really hammer home the fact that we're making a show for women and women, some yeah. women, not all women, menstruate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. I'm like, oh, thanks for telling me how to be a relatable woman, 45-year-old bloke with your Levi 501s up your nutsack and your Cuban heels. Amazing. <laughs> you, may, you may have answered my um, first question. Tell me. Coming to you live from an undisclosed location, this is I on Fuckwits. You ever bumped into any fuckwits? Oh, mate. <laughs> Far out. I mean, I just also want to preface this entire podcast with 
I can be a massive fuckwit. We can all be fuckwits. Babes. Like yeah. I am not without sin here. In oh. this scenario, I am the fiery daughter of an Italian immigrant. Join the dots, you know, with ADHD and autism. Uh, there's a lot of ridiculous behaviour. So if anyone's thinking of coming here going, I am free of fuckwittery, incorrect. But I, especially in my industry, in your industry, mm. it, it seems to attract them. Yeah, they <laughs> There are definitely some fuckwits. Limo survives, guys, because he is Switzerland. You will never find Limo having a strong opinion in earshot of anything because he knows. Not this loose cannon, not this open wound. Let's fucking go. No, you. Hey, I don't own you. You... You go for gold. No. Well, I mean, what do you want a specific fuckwit Well, I'm... Let me let me, let me give, give you an example. Please. I'll give you a couple of examples. I love that. I want to hear yours. To, to lead you is this first. a fresh one from this week? This is a fresh – this love is it. something I've noticed for ages, but I saw it again this week. Okay, love it. When I read an article online – Yes. Right, let's say it's about a comedian. Yes. Right. Let's say it's about Dave Hughes. Okay. As an example. So many about him because there's he, a, and there's twi- a, Twitter Dave, we don't like Twitter Dave. I, I had to take Dave Hughes aside and say, listen, <laughs> I love you and I know you, but whoever that bloke is on Twitter, you need to stop it right now. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't stop it. He was he was addicted. I know to that guy, and that yeah. guy isn't him. You know him. <laughs> I do, I do he was know him. Walking around off air, off Twitter, being like, "I'm Zen. I'm Zen. I'm Mr. Zen." I just let I let it float past me. I'm like, "What happened on Twitter last night, mate?" I was auditing his tweets. I was screenshotting them and sending them to him because I care about him. Yeah, yeah. He is one of the least Zen people I know. <laughs> <laughs> he really is. Have another sugar-free V, mate. <laughs> he gets riled up. Doesn't he? Oh. Yeah. And he's, you know, and as of it's an interesting lesson, Husey. He is as successful a person as I know. Oh, mate. This on, guy on, walked past the block, a block of flats, <laughs> and bought it. He didn't have to even go and check his bank balance. Yeah. He didn't even have to apply for so, a loan. He didn't have to put his firstborn up for like a loan check. He was just like, yeah, I've got enough money to buy an entire block of flats. He's he's financially successful. Uh-huh. He's had an incredibly successful career. He's got a beautiful family. Yes. His kids are amazing. Yes. His wife's amazing. Agreed. Uh, he has a fantastic group of friends. Correct. Um, yet he is just... Just... Excuse He's using. Always searching. He's a <laughs> he's searcher, always, that guy, isn't he? He's evolving. He's, he's evo- hungry. He's constantly evolving. <laughs> so say there's an article about Husey. Okay. There's going to be a lot of side quest listeners. I'm sorry. And then in the comments, yeah. people write things like, don't care. Why are you going to the comments? That's so much effort. To write, don't care. Just jog on. You, you clearly do care because you've gone to the comments to write, don't care. You have to put your email in to be able to write a comment. So you've much effort. Got, yes. You've got to sign up. <laughs> you've got to. Does it, do these people go to the pub and then just walk around to random groups of people leaning into their conversations going, don't care? Oh, I hope so. Don't care. That would actually be amazing. Unsolicited don't care. No one fucking asked you if you cared, mate. Unless at the end of the article someone specifically said, what do you reckon? Maybe safely assume they don't want to know. Exactly. Oh, great. Numbnuts69 at hotmail.com doesn't care. All righty. Okay, maybe there's not much to this thing. No more Husey content. Someone would tell Husey he's off. Or the other two, they'll say, uh, uh, who? Who? As in, who's Dave Hughes? Sorry, mate. You clicked on the headline. <laughs> you clicked Clearly on the headline. No. Uh, and the other one is uh, not funny. Because they say whenever there's a story about a comedian, any comedian, 
they'll always say, not funny. It doesn't matter. It could be Dave, from Dave Chappelle to Husey to Ricky Gervais. It doesn't matter. Someone will write not funny. Mate. It's like, just go away. Go you are being, that's, this to me is classic fuckwittery. I agree with you. Just get move. You, you are contributing nothing to this planet. 100%. Just move on. You're actually, you're twice contributing nothing. Agreed. Because you're writing nothing. Agreed. Uh, anyway. They're the that, worst. They are the worst. Those so people that, are the worst. That is an example from me. Okay. But, and I'll give you another one just to. Please. No, for, I love your example. For a bit of diversity. I'll just chip in. How do you feel about Matt Damon? <laughs> <laughs> well, I used, I, I loved a Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Era, Matt great, Damon, yeah, great, great guy, great. what a guy, fabulous. Mm. And then when he started saying things like that his daughter taught him to not use the F slur toward gay people, um, <sighs> you know, it, it, there's been a few yeah. oopsie-daisy, I'm a basic straight middle-aged white guy, mm. privileged. Yeah. Um, so now I try not to think of Matt Damon. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been a fan for a long time. I love the Bourne films. Oh, Bourne's great. He's done some great comedy yeah, gear. Been, oh, I yeah. thought his, uh, you know, the Jimmy Kimmel, Sarah Silverman oh, whole yeah. thing. I'm yep. chasing after your girlfriend thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I found that all pretty funny. I fell in love with Matt Damon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was good. Good sport, good sport. Uh, I thought that was all good gear. Yeah. Um, but And he was always, between him and Affleck, he always looked the golden kid. Uh, you know, yeah. like he was, he... He was the one that was doing okay and then all of a sudden they had a flip and Affleck got back with Lopez and Damon was falling off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. and Ben Affleck's doing The universe can't have them both successful at the same time, I've decided. <laughs> like if Affleck's down and Damon's up, if an mm. Affleck goes up, the Damon's got to go down. So has he gone down? He's gone down. Oh, no. But well, he's gone down so far he's now doing crypto ads. No. Have you seen his crypto Wait, ad? Matt Damon's a crypto bro. He's doing crypto ads. I have not seen it. And what makes this even worse so this is for... Um, Can't get worse. That's a full stop. It's for crypto. I think it's for crypto.com or and whatever it is. And does crypto need advertising? Well, they've, <laughs> it's a good point because crypto, it's like veganism. Is does, does veganism need... Because <laughs> everyone who's a vegan spruiks that shit oh. 24-7. How do you same know as, someone's a vegan? Go talk to them for 30 seconds. Exactly. It's the same as crypto. How do you know someone owns crypto? The people. Same thing. <laughs> they're all mental. Agreed. All of them. Well, they're not mental. They're in a cult. They're in a cult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, these I are, don't know which is worse there. They're highly motivated people mm. in mm. their own little movement. Oh, yeah. And crypto is the same. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they've spent $100 million apparently. The GoPro the- people too. They, sorry. I just remember oh, go- the go- people who own GoPros are the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go. <laughs> Sorry, Psychless. I'm you, sorry. You can, I'm always, sorry. you can always tell when someone just got a GoPro. Oh, Because all of a sudden there's wild shit. All this shit footage. I don't care about your mountain bike ride. <laughs> what makes you? But you know what? My husband sits in bed next to me and watches people's YouTubes of their GoPros of their mountain bike rides. There's a market. Can you imagine choosing to sit down and watch grainy footage of someone on a muddy track? <laughs> it's, it's wild to me. Wild. It is wild, wild to me. Yeah. It's like, you know. Uh, you know, and this is kids, so I, you know, you do whatever makes you happy, kids. But watching other kids unpack presents is one, oh. and then watching people play yeah. video games oh, is we, another one. I'm, I have to watch – my son's obsessed with dinosaurs. I have to watch gamers, d- uh, dinosaur avatars walk out of gates with him. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. these, these videos is... have 37 million views. Meanwhile, I'm over here killing myself making the most beautiful creative videos <laughs> I can think of to try and maybe get a few thousand views. Yeah. And these nerds are making dinosaurs with Spider-Man skin and they have 38 million views. And they literally just walk out a door and roar. That, 
It's terrible content. No <laughs> thoughts, no jokes, no lighting, no special effects. Yeah. Yeah, and the... Hey, wait, have you come across Blippy yet? Is no, your kid no. into Blippy? No. Don't worry. I'm not even going to – don't ever let your child get into Blippy. Okay. He's a YouTube sensation. He's a YouTube kids entertainer that has a shady past. He once shat on his friend's chest <laughs> and made a video of it and put it out and then became a very successful children's entertainer. <laughs> and that haunts him constantly. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to escape a filming shitting on someone's chest. What an origin story, though. <laughs> and now this guy has 38 million views on every video he puts out and he talks in a high-pitched voice and he wears suspenders and he's a kid's entertainer. So he's now an adult kid's entertainer. Correct. Who, as a kid... As a 20-year-old... Oh, had someone yeah, shit on his chest. Just the shits and giggles, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and every now and then that story comes up. So anytime I post about Blippy, I'll get a follower of mine going sliding into my DMs going, hey, did you know his origin story? I'm like, of course, that's what made me like him. That's what made me okay for him to play in my house. But he is loaded just because he's on YouTube, like in those videos. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, okay, we're off it's, track. So it's like that kid, you know, the kid that unpacks the presents, the really. Yeah, the very first little the kid very that said, first, I know him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's worth like. Do you guys have to watch that? Tens of millions a year. Is that what you? Is that the gear? You're We're watching? not at that yet. What he's watching at the moment on he's just discovered YouTube Kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, is it's like Lego. Yes, and you see people's hands in them moving. Oh the yeah, pieces Elio around. does that. But like, can I request they make those videos longer than seven minutes? Because when the ads come on, my kid loses oh, his shit. Yeah. Skip, skip. Like, can we have a twenty-four hour <laughs> continuous dinosaur Lego building channel, please? Oh, <laughs> I'm worried about. My son just does the skip. I've also seen him with my phone and I get a call and he just presses how the red button. How old is your child? Five. Okay, I've got three. So I'm, Elio will get there. Yeah, yeah. A million percent. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's, right, what were we talking disturbing. about? So Matt Damon is doing crypto ads. Oh, Matt. Even okay. worse than that, when he starts the ad, right. he talks about the great adventurers. So he talks about the people who climbed Everest. No, the people who no. discovered the South Pole. No. The people who did this. He said, then there's one expression that they've all had in common over the years. And this is the line from the ad, fortune favours the brave. No. So he can, he's, comparing, he's comparing crypto investing to climbing Everest, travelling into space and discovering the South Pole. So, I mean, I see how and, you draw that comparison. Just what is it? Just a right click and trying to understand it? Like your brain does have to go on an adventure. I have no uh, idea. I just phase uh, out when someone starts talking about NFTs and shit I like that. I have fucking no idea. But how did I, he? How? What is he? How? Didn't like did people I, die doing crypto? Do Sherpas drop off the side of things? Like is, <laughs> is there a massive training program? I think I think the link to me is that these people took massive risks to achieve something. So he's kind of saying, why don't you be brave and jump into crypto? Isn't crypto fake money? Isn't um, even real money? And then and he says fortune favors the brave. Mm. It's to me, it's akin to gambling advertising. <laughs> it really is. These fucking people. Back to your cult, Damon. Bet, bet three, you know, Samuel L. Jackson doing Bet365 ads. And he thinks it's in Australia. No one will fucking know. Shaq does them too. And Shaquille O'Neal. It's kind of in Shaquille's wheelhouse a bit. I think athletes are a slightly different. I forgive Snoop for his ads too here. The menu log. They're funny. I oh, did. the menu log. Like, yeah. I get it. I don't mind menu. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't do mind. But, you know, yeah, I don't mind that when sometimes big, really big names go, oh, I'll just do it. It's in another country. It doesn't matter. Oh, and Jonathan LaPaglia are doing Bet365 ads as well. What? Oh, fuck. But I, Damon being a crypto bro now seals a deal for me on him. I'm sorry. I'm done. I think so. That, fuck with? <laughs> fuck with. Fuck with. There we go. Matt Damon. <laughs> fuck with. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, now, let's talk about 
this guy mm-hmm. who I know you love who's got a dick on his arm. Oh, yeah. Now, Mike, uh, McDonald, what's his first name? People might be wondering how this falls into uh, under the banner of fuckwittery. Yeah, why? Because this be, guy's No, you hero. know who's the fuckwit? The NHS. It's true. The National Health Service. But do you, do you know For, the full story? Wait, you've got to do a classic radio reset, Okay, yeah, please. sorry. Reset. So um, I can't, I've been talking about him all week. I have a PhD in this guy because this is so on brand for me, a man growing a dick on his arm for six years. <laughs> McDonald, Gary. It's so oh. on brand for me. Yeah. I did do a, I do a, do a stand-up show which ended on me riding a giant inflatable penis yes, singing yes. All Fired Up by Pat Benatar. Like, let's not forget. that was. And the show was about my miscarriage, so it was a wild ride for everybody. Right. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, everyone. But mm-hmm. um, this guy, he got blood poisoning and one night was taking a piss and his dick fell off in the toilet. <laughs> now, for me, I have questions. It, Surely there was some lead-up symptoms. <laughs> like, I don't want to think it was dick in hand in Dunny without so much as a tingle or a rash. But it turns out, yeah, his extremities were kind of black. <laughs> because do you know why? He got an abscess that he tried to pop himself See, that no. got infected. No. <laughs> that then oh. caused the sepsis that then caused his dick to drop off in the toilet. It was... Now, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but the thing he tried to pop was on his perineum. Yeah. Because that's where he had the yeah. the issue. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Look, I've never tried to get a good look at my perineum, but yes. that's in a pretty tricky spot. You'd need a mirror. You'd need a mirror and a sharp nappy pin. <laughs> and I don't think and this guy put it over a flame. <laughs> and I don't think this guy may have even used a pin. Look, I don't want to cast suspicions about this person's character. But right. the reason the dick was on the arm for so long is his own fault because he just, like, kept forgetting about appointments. And I just feel like if you've got a massive <laughs> cock on your forearm and you're like, God, I know I had something to do today. Oh, just look at my watch where the penis is. What did I far out? It was something yeah. I had to do. What? And then also because of COVID and coronavirus, yeah. can you believe reattaching a man's cock from his arm is not considered essential surgery? I mean, you're right. The I mean, NHS are fuckwits. It is. This is why the NHS are the fuckwits. You name me one more essential service than reattaching a bloke's cock. Thank you. And it's the $90,000 peen, by the way. The British taxpayer paid £58,000 for that penis to be grafted and the penis came from his bum. So don't forget, they harvested bum to put to make on arm. Yeah. And when you look at it, like I found the uncensored. The other thing that makes me laugh is they yeah. blur the photos online. Like, I what's, did notice why are that. Why blurring it? Like really? Because it's, it's not real... It, and to be clear to people who might be a bit confused, it's not the his penis that fell off isn't the one that's attached to no, his no, arm. No, no, it's a donor cock, isn't it, that they've used? No, they, re, they, they made the cock out of out his of own skin. tendons. Remember when they mouse-grew the ear on the back? Yes. It's the same scientific technology. Yes. And who they, thought all those years ago? <laughs> started with an ear on a mouse's back and yeah. ended with a cock on a bloke's arm. Could we be seeing rats? And it's, on his, it's on his forearm yes. and it's getting blood supply. Yes, from, from the vein. It has to be in near a major artery, correct. And it's sitting there yeah. while waiting yeah. transplant to yeah. where it belongs. Now, I've seen the real-life photo. And do you reckon he was ever... <laughs> Do you reckon he was ever out to dinner and someone yes. said, oh, can you pass the salt? Yes, And he went to pass happened. it over and then his cock dropped down into <laughs> it, it did. It, it happened? At a shopping, in a, in a Coles supermarket, whatever their equivalent is, what? an elderly lady asked him to get something from the top shelf and she got turkey slapped by his arm. <laughs> it dropped down his dong and he said it makes him hard to cook on the hob 
Because what? when he reaches over to the back hob, he can't use it because the Mate. dong dangles down on the hot plates. Gotta strap it up. Has he not heard of a long sleeve? Mate, strap it up. Well, it's England. He's in long sleeves a lot. He's you know, a... when he's at home, he's got the heater on. Tell me, he's not a magician, is he? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing up my sleeve. Oh, well, like, sorry, wow. my cock. And so many questions. Like, did he use it? Did he, like, was he doing this one with his arm? Like, did... I have so many questions. I've, I Now, I've seen a bit of the vision. The doco's out. Man with the penis on his arm. I love a doco that tells you what it exactly is. There's no wondering here. It's a documentary, Australia, and it is four out of five stars. It's been reviewed, and the headline on the review is, this yeah. makes me proud to be British. <laughs> We're growing dicks on arms, people. We have one. Yeah. So I just feel the, the fuckwittery here was the NHS. And also then, Not allowing him to attach it, but also not chasing him up. Like, yeah. I've met receptionists at doctor's surgeries. Those women are terrifying. Yeah. I get text messages the day before. If I'm not there, if I'm five yeah. minutes late, they start calling me. They start calling yes. me. Yes. What happened with this guy? He missed so many dick appointments. All of them. <laughs> two years worth. It was on there apparently three years too long. One year because of corona, two because he kept forgetting. <laughs> and surely the, surely the doctors are like... Surely Guys, the guy has anyone checked his... on the dick we're growing? <laughs> sure. Has anyone? Hey, Sean, hey, have you... where's the dick? Where are we at? Because it's costing us money. I'm looking at the budget. Does anyone... Does anyone know where the dick is? Oh, give... I can't get on to the guy. Can we go around to his house? <laughs> we go around to his house. We need to read. He's got the dick on his arm, guys. It's an amazing grab. The guy who wrote the article, he interviewed yeah. him, and the reporter just lost his... Like, because when you're a reporter, you've got to ask, how do you feel questions? Sure. So the reporter, the, 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 the audio is the guy goes... And he realises halfway through, he's like, how did you f feel when your penis fell off? <laughs> that was a legitimate question. I'm like, give the guy the Pulitzer right now. Get this guy's name. And you, and you know what You know what the old mate's response was? What? Can't have sex anymore. That was the first article. <laughs> Not how am I going to take a piss. Not I'm missing. Like his, head, his, his little hand, in, little shriveled up black dick in his hand. And the first thing he looks at and goes, oh, I won't be yeah, able to. can't have sex anymore. No porking for so me anymore. you're thinking... My dick's fallen off. I think. That would be, Second, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I better go to a hospital. I, Third, why? Fourth, how am I going to wee? Like, nah, first port of call. Yeah. Such a dude. Maybe he is a bit of a fuckwit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly let it go too long. I mean, surely he was getting a bit of pain in the dick. That's what I wonder. Before like, you that. know, before you get a cold, you get a tickle in the throat. Before your dick <laughs> drops off, surely you're getting a tickle. Something. And where are the yeah. balls here? No one's mentioning the nutsack. Are we talking about just, were they just two lone nuts hanging on their own? And also, if you're building a dick from scratch, why are you only going six inches? Well, he is a fuckwit. I go, you, you go know, 12. Uh, hang on, but you don't want, he's got, he's As long as you want. It's from scratch, Limo. <laughs> If you could construct the perfect <laughs> cock, you, would you go, yeah, just give me standard, mate? <laughs> No, no. You it's, would you would modify. You would hybrid. So you're saying two forearms. Oh, mate. Attack. Both. <laughs> if you're building, if I got the oh. chance to rebuild my boobs and grow them on my back, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't even tell you. They would be spectacular. <laughs> I've breastfed three children. You should see them. This guy is a fuckwit, I've decided. This guy is a fuckwit. Yeah. He's only got, because I looked at it and I thought that's a lot of, Flopping around, you're dealing with every day. I mean, if he had a full twelve there, oh, true, he would just be weaponing. He'd be weaponing, he'd be bashing people. He'd be knocking he'd be himself a out. A cop, a bobby, because they're not allowed to carry guns. They've got to have. Oh, it could be a new breed of cop. Oh my god! Oh. oh my god! Like instead of the sticks, they could just he could just be whacking around his arms. A bunch of dick arm cops. Yes. <laughs> the dick army. Here come the bobbies with their dicks. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm derailing this podcast. <laughs> All right. I, I'm derailing so, uh, you. The NHS gets like a fuckwit nomination like for leaving like this it. poor bloke. Yeah. 
with a dick stuck to his arm <laughs> for six years. I'm so glad that's the sentence you after, got to say today in front of me. God, after his dick fell off. Yeah. I have, a friend of mine, oh someone I know God. years wow. ago, told me a story about being at med school. Yeah. And they, uh, you know, cut up bodies at yes, med school. Yes, of course, dead bodies. And a joke was oh, no. that you would get a penis no. and go into the toilet into the urinal no, in the men's no. while someone is there no. and you stand there and you go, ah, this bloody thing never works and then throw it no. in there. <laughs> this happened. This literally Apparently happened to this, this bloke. Oh, my God. I don't know if that's an apocryphal story <laughs> or if that's actually. Could be folklore. We're definitely not saying that this definitely happens no. in medical school. For, could be folklore. Could be like, did ScoMo shit his pants in the Engadine Maccas? We'll never know, probably. <laughs> we we, we uh, will never know. And this is another thing in that category. <laughs> Speaking of fuckwits. Oh, God. Uh, yes. So, the, yes, the NHS gets a uh, oh, gets okay. a nomination there. Hey, let's go on to, um, I was going to talk about politics, but I just can't. It's just too much for me no, at the moment. we're having too much fun. We're having too much ah, fun to them. talk about politics. They're all dickheads. Hey, uh, let's go on to fuckwit of the week. Now, I'm not exactly sure when this pod is going to be released, but in the week that we are recording the pod, the fuckwit is without a doubt the dude who attacked Dave Chappelle on stage. What? Did you see this? I did not. He, Dave Chappelle was on stage at the Hollywood Bowl mm. uh, performing and a guy ran onto the stage. Mm. He had a knife on him and a fake gun. Oh, God. He didn't have them out. They were just on him somewhere. Mm. And he rugby tackled Dave Chappelle to the ground. Look. I've thought about Dave Chappelle's had some really questionable opinions over the last yes, 12 yeah, months or yeah. so. I've, I've thought about it. But that's not cool. It's no. Like a comedy gig, man. Like, I know. We're not safe now. Well, I, we're we're the last bastions. <laughs> we're the last frontier. Like, we're all you have to tell the truth because yes. everyone else is being controlled by the media. You start attacking us, then, you're on your own, humans. <laughs> like, we are literally the last line between then, insanity. <laughs> And, and like, it, we will still tell the truth even whatever happens. That's it. We are. You're right. We are the, we're the last line last of defence. Will Smith, of course, slapped Chris Rock oh, at the Oscars. No, all I can think about is if there was a dick on Will Smith's arm. <laughs> I'm so sorry. If he turkey slapped. <laughs> Imagine Will Smith pulling a sleeve up to reveal a dick. He's been growing it. <laughs> I've been waiting for, for this, this moment for six years. <laughs> you keep my wife's name out of your <laughs> fucking <laughs> mouth. Dick slap. Cross the oh face. Um, see, I worry oh, now it's going to turn into some sort of TikTok craze. You know what oh, they... no, don't encourage it. You're oh, okay, right. Okay, well, I shouldn't no, say No, no, you're right, but it could. But it could, where people film themselves tackling it's comedians. It's the new streaking of live theatre. Oh, God. Oh, no, we don't want to do that. Why can't people just heckle? Just heckle. No, no, I, people never, I only get encouraging heckles at my shows. I get things like, oh, yeah. you're so thin. <laughs> you're doing great, Em. I'm going to the bar. You want a wine? Like I get very, I get held by my crowd. And if anyone you're, ever negatively heckled me, I would just step back and allow. I'd let the crowd. Oh my God. Turn on them. Engulf them. So you've, you've built an audience that has a deep love and affection for you. Mm. Uh, I'm still at gigs where there are some <laughs> real shitty uh, hecklers. Um, What's the worst heckle you've got? Uh, to put you on the spot. Like. You know, the one that really just dumbfounded me yeah. and I had nothing yeah. is I was dating this girl. This is when I was living in Adelaide. She and we kind of split and she went overseas mm. and the relationship was. I remember her. The relationship was over. Mm. Her name was Sass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
and I was kind of a bit gutted about it, mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, about three or four months had passed and I was on stage mm-hmm. and someone just yelled out, this is all I did, they just went, Sass Young. Oh, my. Just yelled out her name. Fuck with. And I was like, and I just didn't know what to say. I was like in this real moment of, yeah, whatever, oh, mate. Just break you my know. heart. <laughs> We're done. What do you want? And you I want just, me to cry? <laughs> I've cried at many shows. It's okay. You can cry. <laughs> that is. I've ne- yeah. What a fuck. And I just didn't know. I was like, oh, I just didn't know what to say. But why? But didn't well, even bother with a follow-up. And I didn't even see the person afterwards <laughs> to work out what the connection was or why they yelled it out. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, so is he but, okay? Is Chappelle okay? Has he said anything about it? Getting tackled? Uh, yeah, he's he's fine. He's fine. The funniest bit was Chris Rock was there no. and came onto the stage straight afterwards and grabbed the mic and said, was that Will Smith? Oh. Very funny. Good gear. Good gear. Good gear. Good Thank God. Gear. There's going to be a whole stand-up show about that slap next year. Like, don't worry about that. The, oh, yeah. That's coming. A hundred percent. Oh, my God. The, sla- the slap is coming. Have you got an example of yourself <laughs> of uh, people yes. who may or may not have been a fuckwits? This has bothered me since I got my licence and yeah. I call it merge shepherding. Right, yeah. Okay? Yes. Now, merge shepherding is the height of fuckwittery and it makes me wild. What is merge shepherding, I hear you ask. Uh, Let me explain. What is merge shepherding? Merge shepherding is when, say you're on a freeway, right, and you want to change lanes and there's plenty of room to change and there's a car 100 metres back and they start to get an inkling that you want to change lanes. Oh, yeah. So this fuckwit speeds up to close <laughs> yeah. the gap. Yeah. Now, yeah. They, if you were not trying to change lanes, they would have not adjusted their cadence. Yeah. But because they notice the indicator come yeah. on, instead of just letting you change and maintaining the speed they're at, they have got competitive, I don't know, and started to shepherd the merge opportunity. Shepherd, yes, shepherd, shepherd. Yes. And I look at them and I'm like, oh, you're proud of yourself, big guy. And to be fair, it's usually men. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll be looking at them going, oh, there was plenty of space 30 seconds ago. Like you could have just maintained your speed and we would have been happy yeah. days. But they see my indicator go on, they get a rush of something and they shepherd the fucking merge. And it makes me wild. So now when people want to merge, when I see it happening, I'm like, I'm waving out the window, I'm singing a song, I'm putting the radio, I'm I'm welcoming them, I've got flowers, please allow me to slow down to create more room for you because it makes me so mad. Yeah. What happens to me? And I, and I c- could not agree with you more. The people I call it when they see an indicator, they think it's a, an orange light. Correct. That's and even better. They think it's an it's amber true. light. So they accelerate yes. to get through the. Awesome. And it just, you've got to let people in because what what li- you, life. What are you going to do, mate? As I say on this podcast, life is a team sport. Yes. And we all need to work together. Correct. And if you don't let that person, if that person comes in, if they merge in front of you, you know how much time that adds to your trip home? About two seconds. Especially when you get someone like me who will crash into your car eventually. <laughs> I've come close. She's like, I will, I will take you. And my kids are always going, Mum. I'm like, nah, there was room. And I'm that big four-wheel drive, guys. I have a lot of kids and a lot of dogs and I will crush your Suzuki. I'll crush you. One day I'll be pushed too far by one of these people and you'll see it. I'll monster truck the shit out of someone. <laughs> get Buy a monster truck. Imagine me with a monster truck. I should oh, never Jesus. be allowed a monster truck. I'm a rev head, a hot head. Like, no, that would be a weapon. That would be giving me a licence weapon because I would definitely drive over the top of these people. Do they treat monster trucks like guns? Do you have to go and apply? 
well, from anyway, special license. Well, only in, remember in America you can buy a gun from Kmart. So, so I'm sure you I'm get, sure you can get a monster are truck. You get a gun and a monster truck. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that'd sort this problem out <laughs> ASAP. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> uh, but you've got to yes, let people in seriously. It's if, full. If there's space. Don't speed up. Maintain speed. If you can maintain speed and the merge can happen safely, allow the merge. Allow to the merge. But even if there isn't space, just back, back off, off a little bit and let them in. Be nice. Let them in. What a great, good karma for you. You know what? It feels good. It's lovely. Yes. This person's going, oh, look at this guy in the barina. What a fucking legend. <laughs> yes, mate. Good on you. And it will always come back. If you are a generous person, like then it will happen to you. People will let you in. That's you know? right. You pay it forward. Yeah. And the, the It'll karma come will, back. The car karma will come back. The road karma will come the back. The karma will follow you. And and by the same token, if yeah. someone lets you in, you have wave. to curtis, got a courtesy wave. You courtesy wave me. <laughs> You'll know about it. I do I, this. I do this. They, they come in. No yeah. wave. I toot the horn and I put both my hands up like Super Mario. <laughs> eh, I become super Italian. <laughs> eh, where's my wife? Where's my wave? <laughs> like super wild comes see, in me when they don't wave. See, oh, I'll tell you what I do if yeah. I don't get the wave. I try and get up next to them. And you say. Well, I don't really. It's not, like a, it's not like an eyeball. Yeah. I just want to see them. You want so to judge them. Who's I, this character? I want to build a profile yeah, of non-wavers. That. They're the people not acknowledging Laddie in his uh, costumes. Uh, yeah, correct. They're the same people. They're the same. In my eyes, in my mind, yeah. that's the same guy that's it's not letting me in. Yeah. this entitled attitude to. <laughs> Fuck, it's. Thank God you've got this podcast. <laughs> it's good. It's good therapy. We can get it off our chest. Anything else? Mate, a lot of straight blokes listen to you and I don't want to character type people. Sure. But I reckon maybe some of them will be guilty of being merge shepherders. So maybe we're changing the world for the better today. I, I agree. You I hope people mean? get something out of this. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately a lot of fuckwits don't realise they're fuckwits, which oh, is a problem. Yeah. The, but the, admitting you're a fuckwit is the first step to recovery. As you heard me do at the start of this very podcast. <laughs> it is It is the first step. Yeah. But also this is good for family members who are worried about a fuckwit in the family. 100%. Or friends yep. who are... Yes. Think about intervention. Yes. They can, because oh, eventually. Fuck, intervention would be amazing. <laughs> we all sat down. Gary, we're all here today because we love you. <laughs> but to be honest, you're a massive fuckwit. <laughs> and Gary's sitting there going, oh, shit. What? Oh, like, what? What? like what have I done? What? Well, for starters- Nothing, Gary. That's the problem. <laughs> Mum's exhausted. Cheryl's done every Christmas since 1975. You're not bought one gift once, Gary. Poor Gary. <laughs> and apparently you were doing some merge shepherding the other week, Gary. We saw you, ah. Gary. And some right. kid, some gorgeous kid had a Darth Vader costume on. You didn't even high-five him, Gary. <laughs> oh, you are the worst, We Gary. should be given a comedy show. What's happened to us? <laughs> Come on. Where's our sketch comedy show? <laughs> Please. Do they even make those anymore? I'm looking forward to having merch for this. Pod. Oh, yes, please. Merch is my favourite thing in the world. Don't be a fuckwit. Merch. Perfect. Because. Or just I'm with fuckwit with an arrow. <laughs> if you want merch ideas, I'll give them to you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got lots. Oh, right. I think about merch a lot. That's like my 90% of my shower thinking is about what merch could <laughs> I do this year. Because oh, shower thinking is where everything could happen. We, uh, I, have, I have good thoughts in the shower Shower too. thinking. It's the best time. I love it in the morning. I start thinking about breakfast radio in the morning and start mm. thinking about... Um, or I think about this podcast <laughs> when I'm in the shower. Uh, now, let's yeah. do... Fuckwits in history. There's been a lot of fuckwits. Oh, so many. I mean, Napoleon was a super fuckwit. Oh, yeah. And don't get me started on Hitler. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what <laughs> a fuckwit. You've, well, you've gone to the top of the tree there. Well, the king <laughs> of the prototype, continue. And then there's Gary and then Napoleon. <laughs> Yes, tell me. So aside from those three, mm. I've managed to dig out another one. 
the Nobel Prize winner. Oh, I didn't expect you to say that. Oh, no, Nobel Prize winner. Okay. But uh, let me tell you the full story. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn Bell Burnell. Mm-hmm. She was just 24 years of age at Cambridge University when she built, back in the 1960s, a radio telescope. Now, let's not not get too lost in the weeds as to what all of what I'm about to say means. Mm. Let's just accept, Mm. because I don't really understand it, let's just accept that it's amazing. Yeah, she built something super cool. Yeah, she um, built a radio telescope, and with that telescope she discovered pulsars in space – that completely upended all we thought we knew about supernova explosions. This was a monumental observation in physics. Huge. And she was only 24. When was this? What year? 24, 1967. No one was going to be listening to her, though. Is that what you're going to tell me? Oh, God. Huge. And that discovery won a Nobel Prize in physics. Oh, congratulations. For her supervisor, Anthony Hewish. I was just going to say, why have I never heard of this woman? Yeah, it had nothing, and it had nothing to do with him. (gasps) She was just working under him. Stop it! He took the credit for her work, but he was kind enough to share the Nobel Prize with colleague Martin Ryle, (laughs) who is still not Jocelyn Bell Burnell. She received zero credit, and they received the Nobel Prize for Physics. What? Is this uh, the movie that the one the hidden figures was based on? Uh, you know the, the black women that worked at NASA? Oh no, no, but that but great but, great but that's story. That's the same that thing. Was, so this was yeah. happening in the 60s rampant. In the so you had this this young woman who was an, clearly an incredible scientist wow. and she went on to have a very distinguished career. And she is today credited as the sole oh, discoverer of these pulsars. But you don't but, get to go back. It's like when Olympians cheat and get their gold yeah, medal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Ben Johnson famously in the 1988 the, Olympics. Yeah, Carl Lewis, Carl Lewis, even though he won heaps of other gold, but he still didn't get, didn't to get stand the on moment. the podium. He yeah. got it ripped off him. Yes. That's a very good sporting reference, Amelia. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing. She doesn't get to go back and like get the trophy and her parents yeah. see it. And what and, shit he And blokes. this dude just happily took it as well. Just went, yeah, great, I'll, I'll Man, take I, that. I don't, I don't, it doesn't shock me that a white man <laughs> decided to take some credit for but some I, work he didn't do. But the bit I really love about it is he did. was allowed to share it and he called in another black. <laughs> who, should I, who should I share this with? Ah, nah, not the – nah, she made it. No, nah, not her. The next guy. Who's that guy over there in the – oh, yeah, he'll do. That is. Oh. Uh, so well, you're giving her her credit today, right now. She's getting her credit right now. I'm sure she'll be touched to know that she's on a podcast called <laughs> Don't Be a Fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> a distinguished astrophysicist. Uh, she's won many awards since, uh, but Anthony Hewish, you are our fuckwit in history. <laughs> it's time for a deep dive into fuckwits. This week we're talking about parents, but specifically, uh, M, we are supporting parents here. <laughs> you are one, I am one, and we're bringing in an expert parent from the two P's, that's T-O-O-P's podcast, mother of five, Kate Mulholland. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you going, team? We are very, very well, and we are here. We have nine kids between us. 
Yeah, That's we right. do. Mm-hmm. We do. Mm-hmm. We do have nine. So and, we are the wizards of parenting, gang. Strap in. We are indeed. What's your Kate? What's your age range of your five? Uh, I've got a twenty-eight-year-old down to sixteen-year-old twins. Ah, oh, you finished with twins. The Sitch oh, Kennedys did that as well. Yeah, they did. I'll they did. give you my hot tip. You don't go to a kinder concert where all the kids look the cutest they're going to look in their whole life. Have a bottle of wine. And have your husband been away for a week? Because you will go home and end up conceiving twins. Oh, yeah, wow. right, okay. Yeah. That is a really niche warning. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know what? It's probably the best tip we'll ever get on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that is hectic. Uh, so thank you, Kate. Now, parents everywhere have felt judged by other people at some point. Mate, I've made a whole career out of this. <laughs> and, <laughs> Let's go. And, Kate, just before we called you, Em, you mm. shared an example from just this week. Yes. Uh, anytime I put anything up of any of my children, though, don't worry, the unsolicited parenting advice comes in. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Elio has learnt to say fucking hell and he's three. I love it. Yeah. I've seen the video. Oh, mate, a million. <laughs> it's 1.2 million views today. Everyone's seen it. It's my finest moment as a parent. And yes. I've gotten so... So many messages. People, I kind of love it. People aren't worried that he's staring because we're Australian. They love it. Yes, it's yes. more my reaction to it. It's like, oh, you know better than that. Because in the <sighs> video, I'm very clearly saying we need to stop this. We don't say that. Yes. But, but I'm yes. also giggling at the same time. Yeah, yes. of course. And then everyone's like, you should be ignoring him. You should be ignoring him. And I'm like, I don't remember fucking asking what I should be doing. <laughs> my child has autism. If I ignore him, he goes into a breakdown. Yeah. My child needs to be specifically told why we do and don't do things. I have to socially condition mm. my kid. But yeah. I'm so tired of people thinking I'm asking for a pin- if I Australia if I want your parenting <laughs> advice I will specifically fucking say can I please have your advice otherwise I'm good jog on fuck off <laughs> and Kate <laughs> I don't hard know to read I between the lines there <laughs> but I, I bet am I totally agree with you Kate why is it that people feel compelled to foist their views are upon us as parents. Look, I don't really know. And as you mentioned, I have a podcast with another friend of mine, Mandy, and we say every week, we're not giving you any parenting advice. This is just what's worked for us. I have five children. They couldn't be more different. Even my identical twins, completely different. If you think for one second that stuff that you are doing as a parent is creating these awesome humans, it's not. They come out the way they are. Mm. That goes for the good and the bad, right? So sometimes if a child's having a meltdown, we'll judge the parent. But if a child's standing beautifully in line, we praise the parent. That's the same bloody kid five minutes later. (laughs) See, I really disagree with you. I'm going to fight you on this, Kate. (laughs) You can. How dare you suggest (laughs) that my stunning children... Who are perfect, who are incredible, one of whom got a 97 ATAR and is in her final year of a degree, is not mm. because of me. How dare you? No, it's really not. Suggest. I raised you. I got a 98.9 ATAR. Well, you take that because I'll tell you right now, I claim it. I say these kids are, be- are excellent humans and contribute because of my parenting. I will not have you out there besmirching my parenting. I'm an excellent no. parent. I'm a nine out of ten parent. I am bad at lots of things, but I am rock steady crew on my ability to parent. How dare you, sir, lady man? No, no. I think what we give our kids is unconditional love. That's it. And if you give them that, you're a hundred percent winning. Mm. Other than that, uh, it's the it's the you know luck of the draw, really. But 
I'll tell you a story. The first time I took all five of my children out and I was so bloody impressed with myself mm. and I went into a shopping centre and I was hopping in the lift and they were, eldest was 12, youngest was newborn twins that had just come home from the NICU, right? And this woman, the door opened and she just looked at me and she said, well, this looks like my worst nightmare and oh. just walked out, wouldn't oh. hop in the lift. Oh, <laughs> What is to be fair? I would have said, "Well, how do you think I feel? <laughs> be at my house at three AM tonight. <laughs> do you know how much shit these two newborns are doing? I mean, it's like she—it's like she thinks we don't know how hard it is. Okay, cool. You want to take them? It I is. Know. Yeah. People constantly, when you have twins, constantly. Even now, they're sixteen. Walk up to me and go, "Oh God, I'd jump off a bridge if I had twins." Okay, go for cool. it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think this – how does this make them feel? They're standing right here. Yeah. So let's be very clear. That is fuckwit behaviour. Oh, yeah. It's just the internet, isn't it? Like um, you give mm. someone a Wi-Fi connection and they think that they're entitled. Who entitled you? You're not entitled to your opinion. <laughs> do you not walk around and think you're entitled. I'm unentitling no. you all. <laughs> yeah, delete the comments. Delete, delete, oh, delete. It's oh. the greatest joy ever to delete those comments. It's true. Oh, Leave I, us um... getting another call. You're so <laughs> professional. <laughs> it's Husey. Stop it. We've been talking about Husey. Speak of the devil and he shall appear. <laughs> and, he's, and he's now ringing me. Um, <laughs> a quick you have to answer dis- it. <laughs> distract away from Husey. Um what How about, does he know did my phone? Does he get an alert when we talk about he, him? He must do. <laughs> and Kate, what about this one? When you're and when now we all know have you Kate, have you travelled with your five children? I have. On my own. Just, oh my just god. Me. Yeah. Well yeah. you are yeah. you are a hero because just this week we yeah. saw the story about a woman who is she's gone to a Facebook group. Mm. And offered $1,000 for someone to fly with her from London to Australia to help her look after her three kids. The catch is she wants the person to already be on the flight. So she says, I've got $1,000 for someone else who's already on the plane to help me with my three kids. Not enough. Not enough. I love my children and if I'm travelling with them, that's great. But if I'm getting on that plane and I don't have a child, oh, bliss. And I don't care if your kid kicks the back of my seat. I don't care what happens. If I don't have to talk to a child for 14 hours, <laughs> heaven. Yeah. My I, instinct is to step in when a child, when a mother's clearly overwhelmed. I, I to help out. Yeah. Uh, I will help out. Yeah. Yes, I will. I always, always I've always. done it so many times. I've literally yes. taken mm. a tiny baby from a mother who's Same. crying oh, at the really? back of and just held the baby. Post-corona, yeah. I don't know how people will feel yeah. about that. Now, Pre-corona, I was the person. Sometimes I just listen out for it, hoping it would happen because I love kids so much. Because I, I just want to nurse a beautiful baby. Pretty much. A, a slight twist on what you're saying there, Kate. It, we had a couple of dudes giving Kel and I side eye when we had Laddie on a flight when he was about mm. one. You could mm. tell they were just going, oh, my God, of all mm. the, the this plane, we're sitting mm. next to this baby. And, mm. But what was what was way more annoying was me looking over at them reclining, reading books, yes. watching movies, having drinks. I'm yes. thinking, God, you, oh, man, I would give, I would almost <laughs> give this baby to be in that situation over there. Uh, so don't judge parents on planes. No, and the other thing is I have the most awesome twins on the planet. They have severe ADHD and one has autism. They are so fun. You'll never meet more fun, honest people in your life, but sitting still is really hard. They still deserve Mm -hmm. to travel. Mm -hmm. They still deserve to go on holidays. I am very 
kind to the people around me and I really encourage them not to, you know, move as much as they can. But even two hours is a long time mm. to sit still. So how about you check your privilege and you <laughs> shut up and you don't complain? Oh, I tell them very quickly. Watch people's faces mm. change when you say your kid's got autism. Are you oh, going to yeah, be an yeah. asshole now? What are you going to do now? How are you feeling? How are you feeling about that? <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Well, I have had someone say to me, well, that's your generation. In our day it was just called good parenting. What, about autism? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yep. my god! Oh yeah, I could talk for hours about the things people. Oh, me too. About my as a, as a <laughs> newly diagnosed autistic person, we could do a whole thing. You don't look like you have autism. What? No. Yeah, cool, cool. Thanks. No. Oh, they're too good looking for that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, god. Yeah, yeah, god, yeah. people can be dicks, can't they? Yeah, really? And can. it's just yep. so. Well, here's a. Uh, here's another one. While we're mm-hmm. going places, when you go into a restaurant with kids, mm, I don't. And just seeing people around you. Yeah. Two judgments. One is that kid bed not ruin our dinner over here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the second one, Kate, is just those side, the side eye you get when you just sit your kid in front of an iPad oh. while you're trying to enjoy oh, each other's company and have dinner. Oh, well, oh. when people do that, I've said, do you want to entertain him while I eat? I'm happy to take <laughs> yeah. the technology away. Yeah. yeah. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, Look, I didn't. Uh, yeah. No, I 100% think iPads are the greatest Thank fucking God. invention. Yeah. I God love them. Thank God. I absolutely love them. Screens and you know in what? General, if you, mm. Yeah, and if you uh, find life really overwhelming, which we all do sometimes, like have you ever just gone into the bathroom and thought, I'm going to stay in here for another five minutes because this club's we really loud or, yeah. you know? Yeah. So children don't have the bloody choice because we say to them, sit at the table with this food that stinks all around you. Someone's eating parmesan cheese. Someone's having oysters. Yeah. Give them an iPad, let them retreat into their own little world and let me have a Pinot Grigio in peace. <laughs> yes. Great. Oh, this is good, Kate. We're all agreeing, which is nice. Well, and, and no, not essentially. It was Kate's trying to take away my magical parenting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> one unfortunate incident. <laughs> so, aside from that. Yeah. But this is, so don't be judgy, your parents on planes or in no. restaurants. Uh, what about this one, Kate, after we had our son, my wife really struggled to produce milk, so we just mm-hmm. bottle fed mm-hmm. our yeah. son. Yes, as the, you should. The ju- the judgment around oh, bottle feed, uh, mm-hmm. bottle yeah. feeding mm-hmm. instead of breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. My God, and people just mm-hmm. offering it mm-hmm. unsolicited. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Why? But just walking up, never to me, always to my wife. Yeah. Why are you? Oh, why are you bottle feeding? Mm. Mm. It starts from the um, moment the child is out of you. Like they're still after birth and the midwives are mm, at it with mm, the breastfeeding. Mm, oh, mm. The, and this is another oh. one. In the hospital, They mm. we were never told that bottle feeding was an option. No, you, Oh, no. So, oh, no, 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 no. So after nipple, breast nipple is confusion. Best. Oh. Nipple confusion. Breast That's what they best. said to my husband about my tiny twins who couldn't suck. Uh, so nip- they had to, in the end, confusion. learn how to suck a dummy. And one of the midwives said, well, he, he may have nipple confusion, to which my ex-husband said, well, I'm I'm 40 and I've never had that, so I think we'll be good. <laughs> oh, mate. If, as long as the oh, child is fed, yeah. all that should be said fed to new mothers. is best. Yeah, that's it. Just feed, just best. feed the kid. I know a friend of mine, Luke Heggie, comedian. His wife is oh. French, and they had their first child in France. Huh? And in France, they say, "Are you going to breastfeed or bottle feed?" Yeah, you mm. get the choice. And they go, "Hello, mm. bottle." You Great, no worries. Mm. Away you go. Mm. And then when mm. they had the second child in Australia, no they choice. Said, they said, uh, "We want to bottle feed." And they were like, "Oh, what are you, what are you talking about? You can't." Mm. Literally, you would think that you were saying. 
look, I'm just going to take this child, I'm going to give it some heroin and I'm going to put it in a room full of cigarette smokers, um, yeah, and I'm not going to dress it. That is what it's like to yeah. give a baby formula. The baby is starving. The mother has been through trauma. Giving birth is traumatic. Having mm. a cesarean is major surgery. Leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. We all know the breast milk is great. It's for the antibodies. It's awesome. It's, it's, if you can do it, it's way better mm. and cheaper. You don't have to sterilise mm. your tits. Like, yeah. do you think I'm choosing? If I could make milk, I would. Yeah. Do you yep. think I want to be up sterilising all night? This, everything the baby touches, just boiling it, shit no. out of it? No. I just no want to whip a tit out. It. That's <laughs> right. But I can't. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so don't be judgy about what children, uh, whether it's a and bottle. And also, if it's not your body, I mean, it's not your choice. So oh, yeah. stop oh, mate, you're going to be talking to the Supreme Court of America right away. <laughs> I yeah. will. I'm flying over later today. We've yeah. got 12 justices that yeah. apparently might be disagree- disagreeing with <laughs> you, Kate. Apparently have. Sadly. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and also just food generally. You know, people will see oh, you. Mate. If people see your kid eating some chocolate or something. My kid then... only eats white food. He's autistic, Same. right? That's yeah. yep. He will not yep. eat vegetable. My kid's never nope. had a fruit or a vegetable. Nope. So nope. all he eats is egg, potato, pasta, banana, yep. bread. Yep. Right. That's it. Yep. And yep. you can my imagine. My kids are the same. Oh, my God. Nope. In front of other people that I've had to feed him in mm. front of, I get, like, mm. really anxious about oh, yeah, having right. to explain oh. it. Yeah, we stopped going out for years and years until the twins discovered they could eat margarita pizza, which was a massive change in our life. I wept with joy. Yes, same. And now we can go to a restaurant. But normally when we go out to a restaurant, I say to them, you don't have to eat anything. I'll buy you whatever drink you want, but you don't have to eat anything because this is not about, you know, I'm not shaming you because your food choices are small. Mm. But parents that I have loved dearly, really, really good friends have given me the head tilt. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm like, no, I think there is – I've written a whole chapter in a book about food shaming. I am so passionate about the fact that we think it's okay to talk to someone else's child or to some other parent. What about lunchbox shaming? What about the fact that schools tell you what you can bring? My boys take a packet of crisps every day for lunch because that's something that they can eat. I will not be told they can't take it. Well, yeah. I'm in trouble because Elio will only eat peanut butter and, I mean, yes. and fair enough, anaphylaxis to peanut butter. Yeah. I get it. I if it know. was my kid allergic to peanuts, I would be yes. there with a shotgun at the gate inspecting yes. lunch boxes. Yes. So I get yes. it. But I don't yep. know what I'm going to do when he has to go to kinder next year because that's the only thing he'll put between bread. Yep. Yeah, right. Yep. So you'll have to <laughs> – it's going to be – I thoroughly clean him after he's had his peanut butter toast. Yeah, mm. right. It's the only spread. It's the only thing he'll allow to touch bread is peanut butter. So. Yeah. But, we're well. That's maybe we're. See, I was stressing because broccoli is the only vegetable that. Oh, you get him to eat broccoli. Actually, he will. Oh. eats broccoli. <laughs> you are showing <laughs> off now, oh, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. We've had a win. I see, because I, you know, you always think the worst thing. Because I see other kids like smashing capsicum yeah. and uh, peas. Uh, yes, raw, raw capsicum. Raw oh yeah. God, I see that sometimes. It's like. It's like porn for me. Like, oh, it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, eat yep. that carrot. My God, he's had a pee too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go from diet to appearance. So our son, we didn't cut his hair for three years. So he had yeah, long cool. hair. Mm. I can't even count the number of people uh, who told us to get his hair cut. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. Or misgendered yeah. them. Or they'll go, yeah, but he looks like a girl. It's like, like a girl. Yeah. And Why is that yeah. bad? Why? It's not it's a bad girls. 
Yeah. So were you just I like I... spike growing his hair then for a while? Spike. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. I love yeah, respect yeah. that level of petty. That's Elon Musk levels so, of petty. So then we were like, yeah, we really got. I love it. Where we may have cut it. We yeah, went, nah, nah, fuck you guys. Fuck it. Let's keep growing. Let's it. just piss off all these people yeah. we don't know, but let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Or they'd say, well, oh, your, yeah. daughter, your daughter's really pretty. Yeah. And I'd go, it's actually our son. And they'd go, oh, really? Like, Jesus. Right. Really to you. Well, Elio goes out in like sequin jackets and leopard print Mm. a lot. He's my child, obviously, as their toys. And people really battle with the fact Mm. that I dress him in the middle. Like he's never neither male nor female on the spectrum with the dressing. Mm -hmm. I put him in all colours and everything. Yeah. And Mm. it's well to people at the park. And this this boy, he's clearly a boy because his hair's short, I guess. Like traditionally Mm -hmm. my kid looks like a boy and he'll be there in pink tracksuit pants and a jacket with wings on it and then a dinosaur top on and then like maybe Batman gum boots. Like they do everything. Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, what's going on? How do I label Mm -hmm. this person? How do I judge this person? What do I do? (laughs) But it's it's wild the way people, we have been so conditioned by the Barbie aisles and the the pink aisles and Kmart, the blue aisles, the toys, and it starts so young, boys and girls, boys and girls. Yeah. It's amazing. Have you noticed a bit of this, Kate, as well? Look, and I can take it up a level because I had identical twins. So people have such strong opinions on what <laughs> twins are allowed to oh, wear. Right. right? Oh, my God. But yeah. what they forget is twins also have an opinion. And if you're obsessed with Bob the Builder, <laughs> it's not very fair if only your brother gets to wear the Bob the Builder jumper. But strangers would come up to me and go, it's hard enough to tell them apart. Why do you dress them the same? And I'd be like, because they're four years old and they're both obsessed with the same bloody thing. <laughs> Constant, constant comments. Or uh, I'd always put one in blue and one in red if I could so that their names, people could work out their names. Um, and then I got judged for that. Aren't they allowed to have choices? I'm like, well, which way am I supposed to go here? So, yep, I absolutely, I don't know. You know what the, the joy of having a lot of children is? I don't give a fuck anymore. You can dress how you want. <laughs> you can do what you want. I don't care. If you leave my house and you've had something to eat and you got some sleep last night, I'm winning as a parent. A hundred percent. We, my wife and I, for a period, judged people really harshly. Oh yeah. If our son, he's always been obsessed with his costumes, right? Mm. Largely Mm. Star Wars costumes. I get it. So Mm. if we're walking Mm. to the park and he's dressed as a stormtrooper or as Darth Vader, if people (laughs) walking past don't Don't at least smile and say how cute, don't at least smile, fuckwits. Then we straight away go fuckwit. Yeah. Great. Most people like. Cool, normal people would go, hello, Darth. Morning, yeah, Darth. The best. And he, when people said that, he would just glow. He would be like, oh, oh my God, best yes, day ever. Best. People yes. actually think I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> I would have, I would have challenged people, him. Yeah. People don't like costumes a lot of the time. My boys absolutely loved Spider-Man for a while. And people would be like, well, why are you letting them wear that at Coles? Why, why do people care? I just don't. <laughs> I've never in my whole 49 years of life walked over to someone and asked them a question about what their children are wearing. It's, uh, it's... I don't even comment on people's Instagram posts. <laughs> no. I barely chuck a like out. <laughs> Imagine having the energy to Imagine. walk up to someone. And formulate yep. an entire uneducated, unsolicited opinion on a person, yeah. on their small person. Like seriously, yep. like my my mum complains I don't like her photos on Instagram. Like I don't even, I can't even bring myself to double tap. <laughs> Where do these people get the energy? Get a hobby. I know it's it's infuriating, but it just continues happening, doesn't it? Every parent would have examples. Here's a, here's a 
Interesting one for you. So our son, when uh, we went through a period of daycare where we got the tram into the city, mm. to a daycare mm. in the city, and it was always, and it was always peak hour, so the tram was full. Mm. When I went on the tram carrying the two-year-old with a little backpack, I reckon nine times out of ten someone stood up for me. Oh, and, and I would sit down, right? My You're wife. You're a dad of the year. You're carrying a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My yeah. wife. Look at you going yeah. the extra mile. Look at you, How many times here. out of ten do you reckon people stood up for, for my wife? None, never. About two, about two out of ten. Mm. Now, why is that? Mate, and also you're not getting asked when you're at work or on stage who's got the kids. No. Yeah, never. Yeah, yeah of course. Never. Yeah. Me? Mm. I'm like, oh, mm. they're oh, shit on you. I forgot something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it always happens. They're in the car. It's so yeah. easy for you to be a good dad yeah. and so mm. easy for me to be a bad mum. So like, so I remember crazy. we were leaving the hospital and Scott was carrying Elio out and a, a woman came up to me and said, oh, he's a keeper. I'm like, uh, <laughs> what? Because he's got arms. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I just birthed this child and he's the keeper. <laughs> like the standards are so low for fathers yeah. and so high for mothers. I've, I've seen it as well and, you know, Kate, you made me think of this when you're travelling with your five kids by yourself. Oh, my God. I tried, the first time I took a lad on a holiday, just the two of us, I get on the plane and honestly. Oh, mate. It was like. Eyes on shit. It was honestly like I'd rescued a thousand oh, people from a mine. I'm oh, clapping you. I'm going, oh, my look God, at look dad. at you. Do you need a hand with look anything? Look at him doing what? what he fucking should be because he's oh, the other parent. Look at him doing oh, his fair share. Oh, mate. I just. Nothing can make me angrier. Nothing, nothing, nothing than someone saying, is your partner or is your ex babysitting the kids? No, he's not babysitting them. He's parenting. He's parenting. parenting. You're not it's doing them a favour. It's your no. thing. Your dick helped make these children. <laughs> yes. I challenge I've, everyone listening today to go up to a bloke you know is a father when he's up with mm. his kids and ask him, who's got the kids? Just oh, do yeah. it for me. Still for him. Yep. I just want a scourge of men going, oh, I, don't, huh? I really what? thought about it. <laughs> All right. uh, I, I have also gotten off stage after doing a live show about having twins with disabilities and had people in the crowd say, well, who's got the kids? Well, obviously I've got someone to look after them because, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you all know I'm here, right? Oh, it blows my mind. <laughs> but also... It's none of your business who's got the kids. No, it's well, not. that's why I started making it up. I forgot them. They're in the car park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you just, yeah. I've just, yeah. just got into myself. If I, if it ever has come up, Kel or I will say the dog's looking after it. Perfect. We've trained, yeah, yeah. we've trained yeah. the dog to keep an eye on him. So, <laughs> good enough for Lassie. He'll, oh. be, he'll be fine. Uh, now, before we uh, stop giving specific advice to people about judging parents, any other examples you'd? Uh, oh, mate, like you to don't th- have a long enough show. Go and give no, you don't. <laughs> I'll tell you one of my favourite stories with Go. the boys. Mm. Yeah. we went to um, lawn bowls. So this is a good tip for kids who find life overwhelming. Lawn bowls quite quiet mm-hmm. after you've done. Your little bowl, you can walk off and have a little bit of time to yourself. And lots then come of old back. people around. Lots of old mm. people who love you. Yep. Because you just turned up and not that competitive when you're only eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we did lawn bowls for a few years, but we're at lawn bowls one day, and this bloke just walks up to my boys and me, and he goes, "Right, right, I've been, I've been talking. I'm sitting over at the bar with a couple of blokes. <laughs> oh, um, oh what's God. going on here? What's going on? We got autism. We got ADHD. What do we got? What do we got? Asperger's." I said, I beg your pardon, 
He goes, no, no, no. What, what is it? What's going on? I just... <laughs> oh, oh, my God. That is just extraordinary, isn't it? See, I don't mind that. Is it the... I don't mind it. Oh, no, because I think if the children are doing an activity and they feel like they're fitting in. So when I am anti-stigma, my boys are proudly... Yeah, same. I'm anti-stigma too. Right? Yeah. Proud, proud, proud. But if you're playing with your friends and you've finally found a sport that you fit into and everyone's, no one else's mum's being asked, mm. they were standing right next to me. If they want to come over and ask me quietly, I am, I will preach it. You don't do that in front of children. Oh, yeah, no, not in front of them. Mm. Yeah, right in front of them. Yeah. And then they just look at him like, you know, whatever. But um, the best thing about that was, though, one of my friends drove into the bowling club and her name is Lorraine. So one of my boys worked out at Rhymes with Cocaine. So he just looked at her and he goes, it's cocaine, Lorraine. And he runs his finger under his nose. Like he's... <laughs> wow. It's so, good gear from the young fella. Thank you. Yeah, then they here, had I other things. It. They had a lot of other things to judge me about then. So yes, that was that <laughs> is, is good stuff. So the message here... Don't get judgy around parents. Because you don't know how little sleep they've had the night before and you anything can fucking happen. And you know what? I think it's safe to say 99.999% of parents are doing their absolute best and they're probably doing a pretty good job. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, they are. And to parents, as long as you love your kids. Yep. You're fine. You're fine. And you're tell fine. them when you stuff up and apologise for stuffing Yes. Up. That's a, the, yeah. You can't just love them. You've also got to let them know that you're not perfect. I will never apologise to my son. You have to. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, Kate Mulholland, there's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your stories. Thank you for your insights. Thank you for your cool, calm head. Uh, <laughs> two P's Pod is where you can find Kate. That's T-O-O-P's Pod. And Kate, where else can people find you? Okay, I've just started a new podcast with my beautiful friend Nelly called The Single Life of Us, and it's going off, and it's really funny, and it's about being single in your 40s. Great. Well, we encourage people to keep an eye out for that one. Uh, Kate, it has been a pleasure. We better let you get back. Who has got the kids, by the way? Well, they're on the bus, mate. (laughs) I've no idea. What kids? I have kids. I should mention them more in my (laughs) stand-up. What? Uh, uh, Kate, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. That brings us to the end of another episode of Don't Be a Fuckwit. M. Roshiana, do you feel as though we've educated people out there? Have we made a difference? I don't know. I'm sorry that I took you on so many side quests. I really sidetracked you this episode. Look. I was a bit of a fuckwit, to be honest. A guy can't grow a dick out of his arm and expect not to cause a major distraction. If a guy grows a dick on his arm and M doesn't talk about it, did he grow the dick on his arm? Did he actually grow the dick Did it actually happen? (laughs) Did he? So he's just going back to that briefly. So his balls were in place in that normal spot. Just a shaft situation. (laughs) Just a bit of shaft action. Shaft grafting. Is yeah. it got – I know the documentary's just come out. out. Is the p- penis going to be relocated? Uh, it already has been. It's there. Oh, it has been. It's, it's in situ. It's a happy story. Oh. It's a good feel, good news story. <laughs> it's a bloody Disney fairy tale. <laughs> Does yeah. it work John Wayne Bobbitt style? Yeah, I don't know. They pump it full of saline, but you've missed my favourite part of this story, and I'm surprised mm. you missed it. He is a keen darts player. <laughs> and was known to store his darts yeah. inside his arm wang oh, during tournaments. No. That was his Katniss Everpeen. So yeah. Put it keep darts yeah. under his wouldn't want to do that now. It's a ninety thousand dollar dick. It's back in situ. <laughs> but there was a time where it was his oh. little dart pouch. 
Sorry. And he called it Jimmy. Had a name. And he had, he'd had yeah, a name. Look, no, name so, Jimmy. <laughs> so he yeah. kept darts under his dick. It's That's a happy a, story. Yep. Dick, dark, dark dick. I don't know how many times I've said to my son, never keep darts under your dick. <laughs> well, it is a cautionary tale too. It's a cautionary tale. And I just tale. want to say to all the men listening, because I know you have a high male audience, Yeah. if you feel if your dick is turning black... <laughs> Please go and see your doctor. If symptoms persist, it might fall off in the toilet. And if you take nothing away from this podcast, if nothing, there's this chick comedian talking about, if your dick turns black, go get it checked out. See your doctor. That is a wonderful piece of advice. Get that on a merch. If your dick turns black, go see your doctor. If people want more of Emrociano, where can they they find you? Come on. Steady on, Levo. Everywhere. At Emrociano, Instagram. I, sometimes I tweet, but I'm I'm a bit like Hizzy. I go there to drop bombs and leave. Um, uh, yeah, sure. Your Instagram is very entertaining. So I get do on. run the Instagram like a reality TV show, to be honest. Yes. And my podcast, Emsolation, it's my most favourite thing I make. It's a weekly, ridiculous deep dive into extremely shallow topics. So right. I've spoken about arm dick four times this week, which is why <laughs> I basically got a PhD. Um, that's why I was ready to go with gear because it is, <laughs> it is, it is occupied my heart and mind all week. Is it a dream of yours to meet? Um, yes, Dick. it is now. We're going to try and get him on. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's pretty exciting. I, I really I haven't watched the doco yet. Four stars, proud to be British, don't forget. I'm so excited to review the documentary slash documentary. Can't say it without saying documentary. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Um, but what a battler. I mean, it's a feel-good story. It is a feel-good good story. And yeah. I just imagine the interviews he's – I can't I wait. mean, he'd be I want inundated. the Oprah sit-down. I want the Oprah. That's what white he needs. White suit, white linen, Adele vibes. You know, they're opposite each other in the tea house in the Gross Garden. It's, yeah. And he sits down and, like, she's going to have to have a look. I mean, that's the first thing you want to see, isn't it? And is his arm, like, got now just got a dick – Dick shaped divot in it. Like, like, is he got a scar? <laughs> Would you leave me with a scar? Like I have a dick on my arm because I grew up there for six years. Because, like, if you wear a, a hairband around your wrist for 24 hours, yeah. you got a dick on your arm for six oh, years. What really? kind of well, divot is it leaving in there? He's going to have a dick shaped divot. And imagine telling people about that scar because everyone loves a scar. You know, how'd you get the scar on your arm? Wow. <laughs> Take your seat, my oh. friend. I grew a fucking dick there. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you cut it on a barbed wire fit. No, no, no. Grew a whole wang. Been growing it's a, a cock in my arm. Yeah, it's a great story. It's a story for the ages. <laughs> well, you can get more of that. And <laughs> Rossiano, just Google it. I don't know, whatever. You might, you might never want to ever hear from me again, and that's a normal reaction. It's one uh, or the other. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Sure. Uh, use your Googles and find yeah. Emrociano. How slack am I? Thanks for having me. No one ever does. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No Thank you for joining me. Uh, and if you did enjoy the pod, please. Leave a review and uh, rate the pot as well and tell your friends about it. Thank you for listening to Don't Be a Fuck With. Oh.